Hello, I'm Marie Sneiman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today's topic is how to break out of your comfort zone. My guest is Didi Hoffman from Pretoria, founder of the Badasspreneurs Business School and podcast host of the Badass Wellness Coach Show. Welcome, Didi. It's wonderful to have you here. Uh, it's a pleasure and it's also wonderful for me to be here, Mariette, and sitting on, on this side of the microphone and not sitting on your side of the microphone. <laughs> yes, you usually sit on this side. Yep. To our listeners, after our conversation, Didi will give us his three best tips on cooking with herbs, and then it will be fun question time. Didi, you're also known as Didi the Rainmaker Hoffman. Why is this? Yeah, Mariette, um, I've got a long roots and deep roots and a long history in South Africa in the horticultural industry. Uh, and my first nickname was Didi the Propagator because as I went around and visited my colleagues in their wholesale operations, I was always borrowing and begging for cuttings and slips and seeds to grow and propagate, especially of the unusual herbs that, that we used to grow. Um, and then when we started the Baddest Business uh, Premier School, that changed a little bit because I started helping other business people and my students to set up their own businesses and more specifically to help them make rain in their businesses. And the rainmaker is basically the person that brings clients and, and cash into the business because in business cash is king. Uh, and that's why some of them started be call, calling me Didi the Rainmaker because I helped them making rain in their businesses. Yeah, that's a lovely nickname. And I recently saw that you are now also the publisher of The Reluctant Rainmaker's Quest. Yeah, that's that's the quest is a, a, something that I'm very passionate about. But the reluctant is very important because a lot of people think that we do this naturally, going out and and getting clients for our businesses. Um, and it's not, a, not not being a salesman, but it's just being the person that goes out because as the owner of the business, that's your responsibility. But me, myself, and all my students, we're reluctant. <laughs> we don't like doing this. Mm. Uh, and so I thought, you know, let me start exploring this and uh, start a news, newsletter about how, how one actually goes about being a reluctant rainmaker uh, and still being able to bring bring the people into your business that you need to make your business grow. Yes, and I think you've got that on LinkedIn, haven't you? Yes, it's a LinkedIn newsletter. I like the LinkedIn platform. I don't like Facebook and I don't like Twitter and I don't like Instagram. I, I get too easily distracted on the other platforms. So I've chosen one platform for, for myself and my business, and that's LinkedIn. Um, and the thing I like about LinkedIn, I can go in there for 10 minutes. There's nothing that distracts me and I can get out. So, yeah, I've decided to to venture the newsletter onto, news, onto LinkedIn and see how it goes. Yes, and towards the end of our conversation, I'll give you the chance to tell us where we can find information about the work, your work. So we will repeat that. Now, my next question is the word badass features prominently in your work. And please tell us why. <laughs> I love that question. It's such a, it's such a funny story. 
I was helping a student at the Hope Academy um, over and above of, of what I was supposed to be helping them with. So I helped them with other stuff um, and put quite a lot of effort into it. And then I, I got a WhatsApp back after I finished helping her and she just, the, the WhatsApp just read, Diddy, you're a badass. So typical male, I really, I was really cross. Um, I thought it was an insult. But before I answered her, I decided, okay, let's just calm down here. And I asked my, my son, who's a millennial, and his fiance, and I said, okay, this lady said to me that I was a badass. Is it a compliment or an insult? And they both laughed and they said, well, Dad, that's a huge compliment. And then I actually read up a little bit about the word badass. Uh, and there's two meanings. The one is, is a negative meaning. But in, in a positive way, a badass is somebody that stands up and helps other, other people over and above of what is expected of them. Uh, and I think in terms of the people that serves in our, you know, defense force, you know, people, that, you know, with COVID, uh, health workers that went into situations that was not required of them, putting themselves in danger. Uh, and the badass is somebody that stands up for, for other people. And when I started the business school, my focus is on helping people in the health and wellness industry, you know, health coaches, health practitioners, uh, even solo medical doctors. And they're all badass. Uh, because they really, they, they work in an environment and against odds that's a lot higher than in other industries. Um, and that's where the badass comes from and that's where the badass pioneers comes from because they're entrepreneurs uh, and I just combined the words. Yeah, I must say, you recently invited me to talk on your podcast show and I also had to come and, <laughs> and look up the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, coming to today's topic, you believe there are three zones that feature in each person's life. What are these zones? Oh, I love that question as well. It's something that's also very near and dear to my heart. Uh, there are three zones, and the best way to describe them is to think of yourself as sitting there on your chair, and then you have three circles around you. And the first is your inner circle, and that's your comfort zone, or your safety zone. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But just outside your comfort zone, there's another zone, another circle, and that's your growth zone. And then outside that, the, the third one, that's what we call the danger zone. Uh, and the comfort zone is very important in the sense that that's where you nurture yourself. Um, and that's a very important zone in the sense that it's where you are safe and where you are comfortable. But the problem with the comfort zone is, is that if you want to grow, you can't grow in the comfort zone. You actually need to step out of it. Now, the problem that a lot of people or the mistake that a lot of people make is that they step out from their comfort zone directly into their danger zone. And that's a mistake because when we do that, the fear will overcome us and we won't make a success with what we are trying to grow there. So the thing, the way that we should do this is to actually just go from the comfort zone, step into the next circle, which is the growth zone. And as soon as you get uncomfortable there, you step back into your comfort zone. Nurture yourself, recharge your batteries, and then that's the way to grow. Going from the comfort to the growth zone. And actually, as you do this, 
you will increase your comfort zone, you increase your growth zone, and you actually push the danger zone further and further away out. I hope that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I've never thought of it like that. And, and if you think of yourself as sitting on a chair and you've got these zones around you, it makes it very practical. Now, you've come up with five tips for breaking out of your comfort zone, and I would love to hear what they are. Yes, I would love to share them. And, and it's five easy tips, and it's actually a lot of common sense, uh, if I may use that term. But what we need to do is, if we want to go out of our comfort zones, we need to build our own confidence that we can go out of the comfort zone. Um, and, and let's use an extreme example. Say, for instance, I'm afraid of heights. Now, some people will say that if you want to overcome your fear of heights, there's two ways that you can do it. You can take little small steps on, 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 on low heights and try and overcome that. Or the other extremes is to go bungee jumping. In mm -hmm. other words, go directly from your comfort zone, directly into your danger zone. Now, me and myself being afraid of heights, there's no ways that I will ever be able to do that. So that's the first thing that we need to do, and that's the first step, is just to reflect. How can you build your confidence in what it is that you want to, to achieve? And set a simple goal. Ask yourself a simple question. Where do I want to be in five years? What changes do I need to make to better my life? And what will happen if I don't take action right now? And there's two models here, Marie, that, that a lot of people make a mistake with and the first one is it's not always a direct straight line a lot of people sell us solutions if we want to achieve something and let's give an example uh, say for instance i want to go and climb mount everest it's a straight line from point a to b it's a straight line how i get there a lot of people have done it before so there are a lot of resources that i can go to help me to get from where i'm now to actually into India and up to, to Mount Everest hmm. or Nepal from where, wherever you want to go. So it's a it's a straight route. But that doesn't always work. Say, for instance, other extreme, I want to start a new business. The starting a new business, a lot of people will sell you a solution that says you can go from point A to point B, but it doesn't work that way. If we just look at the statistics of people that started businesses that don't even make it past the first year. It's something like 80% of them won't make it past the first year. Of the 20% that do make it past the first year, 80% uh, of them doesn't make it past the third year. So the statistics is really horrifying. And the reason for that is starting a business, there are way too many variables in terms of you as a person, in terms of the business, in terms of the environment where you're starting it, the economy in the country that you are. So what you need to do here is you can't go the A-B route. You have to do follow what we call a stepping stone or a quest model. And a quest model is basically you start with the end in mind, and that's one of the four elements of a quest. You need to have a clear goal and an end point. But then the way that you get there is literally step by step. So you focus on this first stepping stone in front of you. You conquer that. Slay the dragon, kill the monster, swim through the quicksand. Once you've done that, you reassess your whole situation 
and then you take the next step. And if you find a nice little tavern along the, the road, you can actually go camp there for a week or two or a year or two and then continue with the quest. Uh, so two different models. And you have to start there when you want to go out of your comfort zone. Decide what's the goal, the end point. Is it a straight AB point? Otherwise, I want to lose 10 cages around my tummy or 10 centimeters around my tummy. That's a straight easy one. Uh, doing something more difficult, going on a, a road trip that nobody has done before or starting a business, rather use the stepping stone with a quest model. Does that make sense? It does. Could you please repeat for me the four steps of the quest model? Yeah, there are basically four elements, uh, elements. Marie, to, to, yeah, elements to, to any quest. And the first one is you need a clear goal or an endpoint. Uh, so you, you, you have to be clear about that. Otherwise, it's just, you're just going to wander aimlessly. The second one is that it must present a clear challenge. Uh, and, and that's important. It, it, it must be something, a quest must be something that pushes you out of your, your comfort zone into the growth zone, into the danger zone. So the, the end point must be sort of in the danger zone and not in the growth zone. The third one is that it requires sacrifice. A quest is definitely something that's going to require a lot of grit from you. And, and grit is basically passion and perseverance. So you need to be passionate about that end point and you need to be able to, to persevere and, have, and, and make the sacrifices. And then the last one is, a quest, a quest is driven by, by by a calling, by a mission. So, in a certain sense, a quest chooses you. You don't choose the quest. Uh, and I hope that makes sense. But um, it's it's like the reluctant lane rainmaker. Um, it's something that I feel called to help other entrepreneurs. And in the same time, whilst I'm helping them, I'm figuring this out for myself as well. So those are basically the four things: clear endpoint. Uh, presents a clear challenge, requires sacrifice, and it needs to be driven by a calling or a mission. Thank you for that, because I think, like me, who has a business that's now one year old, it helps me a lot to hear that it's not just going from point A to B, because it really isn't that that simple. Um, Marie, that's so true, and I think that's one of the problems that we a lot of us, us experience because you buy a book or you, you listen to a guru or you take a course and everybody sells a one-size-fix-all solution. But the problem with that is, is that it's average solutions. They, they had to average that solution to serve a certain number of students or, or a certain audience. And that, that results in mediocre results because you, Marit, are not average. You're not mediocre. You are unique. So you need to have a quest map, have an idea of the different steps. And, and the thing with the quest map is it's, it's not straight milestone A, B, C, D, E. It's, it's a demo card, you know. It's, mm. it's you're going to go from, from A to B, and then you're going to, to step C, and you're going to go to E, and then you're going to come back to B. And, you know, you're all over the place. And that's the way you grow business or any difficult challenge, any difficult questions, you're going to be all over the place. And you need to embrace that. You really need to embrace that. And go then, you know, just slay the dragons one by one. Mm. And reflect as you go along. So it sounds to me that Absolutely. will be your anchor point all the time to 
come back Reflect to reflection. Again. Yeah, absolutely. And your second tip? The other four tips are actually quite easy, and I'm going to be very short and sweet on, on them. And the next one is just to stop overthinking it. Uh, and again, what I've said just now is, and a lot of people, when they have this quest in front of them and they want to grow, they totally overthink everything. Focus on the next step uh, and stop overthinking it and just do it. It's the old Mike slogan, just do it. Just just get it over with. Mm. Don't overthink it. Be in action. So go and do, and that's how you learn. And especially in, 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 a, in any important and endeavor that you haven't attempted before, there's so many unknowns. And the only way to solve them and, and see how they work for you as a person is to just go and do it. So don't overthink, just do it. That is basically stepping out of your comfort zone into the growth or maybe the danger zone. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's important to put a limit for yourself on the danger zone because you don't want to step directly from your safety zone into the danger zone. So you want to build that little buffer of the growth zone because the more you go into that growth zone, the larger your safety zone or your, your comfort zone is going to grow and the farther you're going to push out the danger zone. So yeah, those little excursions, try and focus on that. The, the third one is just to believe in yourself, Marie. We, we often doubt ourselves. I still do. Uh, I started seven businesses and there's still mornings that I get up and I think, what the hell are you trying to do yet? Um, and that's normal. And I think you need to embrace that and believe in yourself. And all that I do in, in those instances, I just take a little bit of time out and think of what I have achieved, even mm -hmm. if I haven't achieved the thing that I'm attempting to achieve. But I think about all the other things I've done and just say, okay, if you could have done that, this would be easy. Um, and a good example is just me being on, on, on your podcast this morning. You know, it's I'm very comfortable sitting where you are, but I'm not as comfortable sitting where I'm sitting today. Yeah, um, it's not comfortable. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, we, I think we must admit, in, in a certain sense, some of us, and, and that's me, I'm a little bit of a control freak as well. So I'm sitting in a situation where I'm not in control, you're in yes. control. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so believe in yourself. The, the next one is take baby steps. And that's, again, coming back to this quest model, is take baby steps. Just focus on the next thing in front of you. Uh, and take little bit of take little baby steps. A good example is if you if you're starting on on a fitness program. You know you you can't go from here to running the combat marathon. So there's you need to take those baby steps. And the last one is probably the most important one we get, and that is to ask for and accept help. Especially again, speaking of my tribe, that are entrepreneurs, um, they are. Very much, if I may use the term, full of themselves and they think they can do everything. And that's the wrong approach. There's a saying that says it takes a village to raise a child. And it also applies to a business or any big endeavor in life. Mm. It takes a village to build a business as well. It takes a village to, if you want to go and up Mount Everest, uh, you need a lot of help. And you need to ask and accept for help. And an important distinction to make here is that not all help is always going to be pro what you're trying to do. A lot of times people offer to help, 
but they are actually not there to help you. They are actually there to keep you in, in, in their comfort zone. So just be careful of that. Uh, and it's the same thing, you know, the difference between accepting advice and opinion. Uh, an example of that, if I have trouble with my lawnmower and my dear wife comes along and she offers advice, it won't be advice. It will be her opinion because she knows nothing about a lawnmower. Mm. But if I'm in a kitchen busy baking a cake and I need help um, and she gives me advice, that's advice. Because I'm a terrible pastry chef and she's a really good pastry mm. chef. So just make that distinction as well. And yes, help, you know, reach out to people. There are so many people that, again, example, the two of us, you know, what we're doing here as well as we're collaborating, we're helping each other out. Mm. Uh, and that's the way forward. And I think that's one of the things that if you have a bequest, accept that you can't do it alone. You're going to have to ask for and accept help. Yes, it seems to me whether you're talking about a business quest or whether you're talking about a personal quest, uh, it's going to be easier if you have, well, it could be a coach or someone knowledgeable who's going to help you along. Definitely, Maria, definitely. I always suggest that you actually think in terms of, and, and it doesn't matter if it's a personal quest or a business quest, think in terms of a personal board of advisors, if I may use that term, um, and gather a handful of people around you that are going to be your mentors, advisors, support system. And the thing about these people is we always make the mistake of thinking that I must actually go and enlist, say, for instance, your help, Marie. I must go and enlist your help. Say, I want to start a podcast. Mm. I must go and enlist your help. It's not really necessary. You don't even have to know that you are on my personal board of advisors. Um, most people won't mind if you pick up the phone and say, Mariette, I've got a problem with this. I don't know how to edit this or, you know, I don't know how to publish this. And you will give me the advice that I need. So you don't need to formally employ these people and you don't need to always formally have a coach. I've had coaches in my life that helped me with one thing. It wasn't a 12-month thing or a two-week thing or whatever. They helped me with one thing. So think in those terms. Think about this baby step that you're taking in front of you and the help you need with that. Once you've figured that out, go for the next one, go for the next one. Yeah, that breaks it down to something that's more manageable. And uh, I like your last point because it implies that we really need to be open. Most definitely. I think that's probably, and that's why I, I make that point as well, ask for and accept now, because a lot of time, in, in a lot of cases, people come to us and they they offer help and we are not seeing the trees for the woods and then we refuse or we let the opportunity go past. So, yeah, be very aware of that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like the prayer that I like to pray every morning. And I say, Father, please make me aware of the miracles in and around me and make me accept them both those that are meant for me and both those that are meant for others. Uh, because I think it's a conscious thing that you have to have. Be aware that there are people out there that are more than willing to help you. Yeah, that's a beautiful prayer. I have a question which I should actually have asked earlier on, I think, but I've just started wondering, how do you know 
in which zone you are. Is it just the feeling that you have that tells you whether you're in your comfort, growth or danger zone? That's a very good question. And I love that question for the simple reason is that uh, let's start with the danger zone. If you're in a danger zone, you will be filled with fear in most cases. The sweat will start breaking out. It's like walking on a stage if you uh, first time a speaker or whatever. It will be fear. It will definitely be fear. In the growth zone, it's not fear as such, but it's more discomfort. You feel not comfortable with the situation. And that's why these five steps are so important because you need to build your confidence to be where that's uncomfortable. And in the safety zone, just nothing happens. It's just status quo. It's just the same day as yesterday. Uh, and I hope that answer makes sense. It does. Thank you, Didi. It's very clear. I wanted to ask you which services you provide and where listeners can learn more about your work. Uh, thank you for asking that, Marie. Yeah, basically... What my primary focus is on at the moment is the Paris Premier's Business School. Um, and there we have short courses that we uh, help people. Uh, and the first one is one of the most important things that you need to do in a business, and that's how to learn how to make an offer. So we have a short course on that. I'm very much pro, and you know that, and you, you've done a very nice podcast episode on, on my Paris Premier's uh, show. Uh, and that's podcasting. So I've got some resources there, free resources for people who want to, to be, become a guest on a podcast. Um, and then, yeah, that's the business school. And then what a lot of people know me for is, is the Herb Academy. Uh, so we're still doing the Herb Academy where we do herbology courses, more aimed at the, at the professional herbalist, uh, not as much for the, for the consumer. But yeah, those are the two main things that I'm, I'm keeping myself busy with. Yeah, and tell us what sort of content you have on your Badass Wellness Coach show, the podcast show. No, Mariette, I really love the show and, and it's evolving slowly but surely. So I feature two types of guests. The first is an existing coach uh, that was also practicing. And I, and I tend to favor coaches that are less than five years in business. Um, and what I do for them is, is that I produce a, a little podcast episode that features them. It features their passions, why they so involved in what they do and their backstory. And then also I ask them a few questions about their businesses. And the whole thing there, it's a peer-to-peer -peer show. So I want other coaches to learn from each other. But I also want that coach that I featured on the show to go away with a podcast episode that they can actually share with prospective clients and say, listen, this is this is what I do. Um, this is what I stand for. This is why I'm so passionate about that. And my other type of guest is people like yourself uh, that are experts in a certain thing that can help them with their businesses. So I've featured you on podcasting. Uh, I have people that you know come on the show to talk about marketing, putting up uh, specific programs and stuff. So, yeah, it's the business side, and that's the basically – what the content is about. And the challenge for me is I try and keep my episodes below 30 minutes, but as you've already heard, I love to talk. So it's very, it's very much a challenge for me to keep them in, in, in that, in that zone. Yes. It's, it's a hard balance to keep up. <laughs> and uh, can you give us the address of your website, please? Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's just badass preneurs. So badass 
Entrepreneur, the last part of Entrepreneur. One word, badasspreneurs.com. Uh, fortunately, it's such a unique word. So if you just type it into Google, it comes up way at the top. There's no nothing else out there like it. So yeah, it's very easy to find. I'll also attach the link to the website to this podcast. And I'd like to say to our listeners that you've got really helpful free resources on your site. So it's worthwhile going to take a look. Thank you, Maria. Didi, we're now in March 2022. I'm just mentioning it because people may be listening to this podcast later on. And a very special event is coming up. It is a three-day online business retreat. Could you tell us for whom it's meant and what it will entail? Oh, now I'm going to be busy for 10 minutes here because I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited about this project and thank you for asking. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, me and a colleague, you know, Magsit Potgieter, the two of us got together and we're putting together this three-day online business retreat it's called Eat, Play, Love, uh, and it's something that there's nothing else out there. Uh, our focus here is on making the guests that buy the tickets, and it's a paid event. It's not a free event. It's a paid event, but we're making the person that buy the ticket absolutely what they should have been all along with all online events. We're making them the VIP, important, most important people there. So our focus is on them. When they buy a ticket, they get a whole promotional package. We do a, a live Zoom interview with them that we record and that they can reshare. We publish it for them on our platforms. We do a podcast interview and we do a magazine article, give them opportunity to do a magazine article. So they walk away with three very valuable PR media that they can use to, 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 to promote themselves. And it's aimed at, we call them the dreamers, the, the, the go-getters, uh, creators, artists, business people. It's really everybody or anybody that are in business with a soul and a passion and are there for, for the heart of it. Um, so that's our focus. It's a three-day event. And yeah, Marit, if you could include that link as well, uh, but it's it's. Yeah, there's nothing else like that out there. So we're very excited about this. Yes, and then there will also be, I don't know whether I should call them seminars, talks, not so. Yes, we've, yeah, we, we've, got, we've got awesome, really awesome uh, speakers, most of them from South Africa. We decided to do this first one sort of in-house uh, and to celebrate our, our own talent that we have over here in South Africa. Uh, we've got one or two overseas speakers as well, but it's mainly South Africans and, and really brilliant people, uh, passionate people. So, and we've decided to limit the content. You know, the problem with a lot of these online events is, is that there are 30 speakers and it's 30 hours and none of us have the time for that. So we decided to limit it. So we're going for between eight and nine speakers. That's that. And then it's three days. On each day, we will have a short workshop where you can actually go and learn a skill and walk away with a, with a skill. And then the highlight of each day is what we call the fireside, fireside chats, where we will get all the speakers together and where everybody can just come and network, meet the other people on, on the show. We will have breakout rooms and you will have a chance to 
reprocess and reflect on what you've learned today and actually ask the speakers the questions. So it's a, it's a low-key event in terms of the amount of content that we're going to share, but the quality is absolutely high. So we've decided quality instead of quantity. Yes, and I know both you and Magrit fairly well. And what I do know about you, that you like actionable content. So you like the sort of thing that spur people onto action, not just to listen, but to go and do something about it. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, you, Moriette, are one of our speakers. And, you know, people know you from your show and they know that you do exactly the same. And yeah, I think they must come and listen to you. Definitely. Uh, I know the topic. I don't know if you want to share the topic. Thank you, Didi. It's, it will be once again about how to be an exceptional podcast guest. And then the most important thing, you must tell us when this is going to be. It's the last weekend of April. So it's the 29th, the 30th of April and the 1st of May, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, for us in South Africa, it's going to be in, in the evening. Uh, we've chosen times that fit all the, the, the major time zones. Regretfully, the Aussies are falling out. We couldn't fit them really in that well. But yeah, if you're anywhere in the world, in, in the Northern Hemisphere and then in South Africa, it will be Northern Hemisphere early morning. With us, it will be late afternoon, but it's the Friday, 29th, 30th, and the 1st of May. Thank you, Didi. It's time for your three best tips for cooking with herbs. That's one of my passions. Uh, I, I grew up in a family where cooking was sort of the social activity. It still is. Uh, we spend a lot of time together as a family uh, in the kitchen, cooking together, eating together. And because we had the, the herb growing operation, uh, I'm a big fan of, of culinary herbs. And I just want to share three, and I'll, let's call them mistakes, not tips, but mistakes that I see people make with herbs. And the first one is, Adding too much, you know, herbs and spices are not supposed to, be, to dominate. They just need to complement the flavors. So if you start using them, uh, I advise you to use the salt principle. And the salt principle is you can add more salt, but you can't take salt out. So when you start cooking with a new herb, add a little bit, let it simmer a bit, add more. Uh, so it does. it's not supposed to do dominate. The next one mistake is not knowing when to add herbs. And that's a common mistake. And I see even... Celebrity chefs making that mistake. Herbs, some of the herbs, and, and as a guideline, your spices, you can add them right from the start of the cooking time. The more robust herbs, like the perennial herbs, oregano, rosemary, they also, you can add them right from the start of the cooking. But your annual herbs, um, that are not that robust, like basil, chervil, those, you need to add them at, at the end of cooking time. A classic example that everybody messes up is parsley. Uh, a lot of recipes add parsley right from the start. It doesn't work. By the time, if it's cooked 10 minutes, there's no more parsley flavor left. And, and the same vein there, your, your herbs, especially the annual herbs, don't buy dried herbs. Uh, it's dried grass. It's lucerne. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> useless. You have to use them fresh. The, again, the perennial herbs like oregano, those you can uh, use dried, but 
rather not. And then the last one, and it's the most important one, is taste differ. <laughs> I remember when we started cooking with herbs, um, my two sons, there were there were a lot of grumpy faces uh, because we tried everything. And I, you know, they couldn't understand suddenly why all this leaves and stalks and things are, you know, <laughs> floating in the food. And that was the important lesson, and it took me very long to learn, is that taste differ. And a good example in our household is I love rosemary. I can add rosemary to everything. My wife hates rosemary, and that's not because it's a neighbor. Um, she just <laughs> hates rosemary. You know? So be careful of that. Taste differ, and always cook for your guests. Don't just cook for yourself. Those are my three, my three tips. Thank you, Didi. I'm going to use them. <laughs> Are you ready for your fun question? Absolutely. Now, I know you're a granddad. My question is, what fun would you love to have with, with your grandchild when his mum isn't looking? Oh, that's a nice question. <laughs> uh, okay, let me think quickly. What fun? Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I think what I would love, what I would, I really would love to do when his mum is not looking, is actually to get him to express himself a little bit more. And let me just explain: he is a, a talker. He is a very, very vocal boy. But his mum tends to, you know, <laughs> she tends to dampen his spirit a little bit because he can get. Very, very vocal in some sense. So for fun, I would just like to encourage him to aim his attention at her when she's not looking, but so that, you know, I would like, just like to encourage that a little bit more. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Didi. I just asked the question because I'm jealous because you're a granddad and I'm not a grandmum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for showing us practical ways of extending our comfort zone. And thank you especially for explaining about the quest principles, because I think that will help me a lot going forward. Oh, it was an honor and such a pleasure to be here, Mariette. And yeah, from my side, uh, I love listening to your podcast. And I think you're doing absolutely wonderful work. Uh, and then what I really envy about you is you are very good writer as well and I love reading your blog I'm not there yet but yeah thank you for what you're doing I really think that you are making a big difference in a lot of our lives thank you Didi and to our listeners thank you for joining us if you found this episode helpful please share it with someone you care about I'd really appreciate it if you'd rate Calm, Clear and Helpful where you download your podcasts. If you'd like a more fulfilling relationship with your beloved, if you wish parenting could be easier, or if you're interested in improving your emotional well-being, you're welcome to visit my website, marietsneeman.co.za for free articles and podcast episodes. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me and the music is by Mart-Marie Sneeman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.00.